Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your host today, Leanine Heiss, and this is episode 40. Can you believe it? Today, we're celebrating 40 episodes full of equipping you to tell the children in your world the best news of all, the good news about Jesus. We had a powerful resurrection weekend this weekend, and pray you did too. At our house, we dyed Easter eggs and talked about the empty tomb, and we would love to see how you were telling the kids in your life about Jesus. Tag us on Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to see what you're doing with the kids in your life. We're at Bible to School on both Instagram and Facebook. Today's episode is such a fun one because I had a chance to sit down with my friend, our CEO, Corey Pennypacker, to talk about one of her favorite things, volunteers. Corey has coached me into building a stronger volunteer team, and I know you will be deeply encouraged as she shares about all the roles and skill sets people can have and that are deeply needed in a ministry team. You are probably going to want the show notes on this one, and they are right where they always are, on our website at BibleToSchool.com. Actually, that's the place where you can connect with us and find resources and ask questions about bringing a Bible to School program to your neighborhood. We can't wait to connect with you there. Now, let's jump in with Corey. My friend, Corey Pennypacker, welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. Thanks, Lee. So glad to be talking with you today. So fun to not only be talking about one of your very favorite topics, but talking about something that matters to all of us so much. Yeah, this volunteering, everybody kind of thinks, oh, wow, this is a tough, tough thing. You know, I've got to make time in my life for this. But we have some cool things to talk about, about volunteering that maybe people haven't thought about before. Yeah. Okay. But before we get started, I wonder if you have volunteered somewhere and you just feel like that experience is what shaped your volunteer passion. Yes. My husband and I are marriage mentors. We love working with new bride-to-bees and groom-to-bees and just kind of talking with them about our experience because we were uh, early in our marriage, we were a military family. So we you know, had to really learn how to communicate really well when he was going out to sea and every now and then we'd have to figure out how to talk when he got back. And so communication and all that stuff, we love to pour into these brides and grooms and volunteering actually helped our marriage. So the people that you're volunteering and pouring into are benefiting from your skills and your experience. And then we ended up like, you know, oh, yeah, I got to I got to be nice to you. I forgot about doubly blessed, (laughs) doubly blessed. Yeah. Isn't it funny that that what Jesus says about serving other people like that we receive the blessing back from that is actually true. It's just true. Like we 
serve in any way, shape, or form. And at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure I'm the one that was blessed by that. Yeah, absolutely. I have another story about when I was volunteering. I was a new Christian. I became a Christian at 24. So I was an adult when I became a Christian. And I love children. Obviously, I work with the Bible to school, and you can tell the children. But the Sunday school teacher at the time, the director, said, we have a VBS. And I actually didn't even know what VBS was, Vacation Bible School. I said, what's that? That sounds interesting. And she said, well, we have an opening in the two-year-old class to, to teach. And I never knew at the time that nobody wanted the two-year-old class. Like, that's not the one people want, <laughs> you know, the terrible, you know, terrible twos or whatever. And I went in and there was a, there was a special needs little boy, two-year-old, mm. fell in love with him and just had the most beautiful week. But let me tell you, I was learning a lot. I was really, so, so volunteering, you even get stretched outside your comfort zone, Lee, and God still blesses you. So it, that was my other volunteer experience that was a surprise blessing. So rich, so good. So it's National Volunteer Week. So that's why we're kicking off with this volunteer episode. But Really, the first time I met you, you explained to me that this was a part of your passion, not just volunteering, but organizing volunteers and helping it work for them, that there would be win-win. So what is National Volunteer Week? So National Volunteer Week is where we concentrate on, you know, the 1974, it was established by the, the powers to be to honor individuals who dedicate themselves to taking action and solving problems in their communities which I love. I love solving problems. And I think a lot of people do. A lot of people want to be part of the answer to things, right? Not just sit around saying, well, I wish somebody would do something, you know? Totally. Totally. And that just seems to be the heart of Jesus too. It is. I mean, you're the hands and feet of Jesus. You're making an eternal impact. You're not just solving problems. You are being Jesus in the community. And I mean, people do it all, all the time. But when you pull Jesus into it and, and your faith into it, it, it's just a beautiful thing, Lee. Absolutely beautiful. And we just pray that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And that is so true. And so we want to talk more about that today. Well, Jesus said we are to pray that the Lord would send more workers into the harvest. And you and I are doing that all the time. But it's difficult for adults to make a commitment to step out to volunteer. And it seems like not everybody does that. Right. Right. According to the nonprofit source, approximately only 25% of American adults volunteer their time or their talents. This is prior to the pandemic. Now, it boosted a bit from the pandemic because people realize that a lot of people are in need. But it, it definitely is kind of what we want to say a... Um, a mental block, I think, with people thinking, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do that. But in reality, you make time for what's important to you. So we talk a lot in Bible to School about intentionality, intentionally talking to the kids about Jesus. Well, this is intentionally making time in your schedule and figuring out, you know, what is your skill set? What is your gifting God has given you? And where can you match that up and be the hands and feet of Jesus in the community? Well, we always know that it's like double fold blessing when we step out and do these things. But there's like a sense of purpose that comes forward when we begin volunteering. It's a newfound purpose. But there's more than just 
a purpose, well, we get a group of people too, right? Oh, right. We in, at Bible to School, we have people who come together uh, as small group leaders in a class. They don't know each other. They might be retired or, or there's this one group. They didn't, uh, four ladies didn't know each other. They ended up af- going to lunch af- every week after the class and becoming very good friends, helping each other. They were, had needs that the one, one lady had her mom that was ill and the other ladies were bringing meals to them. And so it, it really brings a sense of community together. You meet new people, you know, you get out and you, you do stuff. It also improves your self-esteem. Like, man, it feels good. Doesn't it feel good to help other people? It just does. It also improves your skill sets. I mean, to be honest, when you're serving, it's like you grow in your ability to interact with different kinds of people. Sometimes it's organization. For me, Corey, it's always organization. (laughs) Volunteering stretches me. I know you know this, Fred. Stretches me to the end of my organizational capacity. And and the truth is, it's just fun. Yeah. Well, for me, where it stretches me is just people coming from all different uh, points of view. You know, I might think, look at a, a situation maybe in the classroom with Bible to school and say, well, we need to do this. And then somebody else from another who has even more experience than I do, you know, will say, well, we need to do that. And just me just figuring out, oh, well, I need to collaborate. And so your collaboration skills in the classroom is definitely sharpened as you all go toward the same mission of teaching the children about the Bible. That could be true in, you know, feeding the poor, you know, feed, go out in, in the world and building homes or whatever it is that you do to, to volunteer, you do build your social skills. And, and then there's also the teachable job skills. So some of the young people, we're talking about us, but Younger people, volunteering helps them be prepared for the work world. I mean, I love getting the teenagers involved. We absolutely love having teenagers volunteer at Bible to School because they learn a lot. There's a lot of, it's for every age. Volunteering is for every age. (laughs) And there's so many tangential ways to volunteer too. You might think at Bible to School, you're going to have a pile of kids curled up around you. But there are lots of different types of volunteers at Bible to School. And so the skills that we need in any area, that's true of churches mm-hmm. and other things. It's We also need tech people. We need administrative people. We need bus drivers, for heaven's sake. So it's not just, we need snack makers and craft cutters. And so it isn't just the people who say, you know what, I love kids so much. Actually, when we talk about Bible school, we need volunteers of all kind that want to see the gospel furthered in the lives of kids. Yes. We even have leaders behind the scenes who meet once a quarter that are business leaders that help us make decisions about the ministry or about funding or or all that kind of stuff. So professional, any skill set you have can be used. My mother-in-law is on our sewing team. She sews the costumes. She's phenomenal. I had one time a volunteer who loved making cards. You know, all those um, kind of gifted people who can, you know, make greeting cards. And so she made handmade all cards for thank you notes that we were giving all the donors. So there's a lot of different ways. And I challenge the, the leaders of volunteers. So those ministry leaders, you know, give, I always tell them, give your job away. Like, make sure you figure out that, that to me, that's the job of a ministry leader to figure out how to give all your job away so that volunteers can step in. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. If Adam and Eve were not supposed to eat from the tree, 
Then why did God put it there? God, in His infinite wisdom, did indeed place the two special trees in the Garden of Eden: the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and the tree of life. Of the two, Adam and Eve disobeyed God's command and ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and from then on opened humanity's eyes to what had not been revealed before that time. Placing the tree in the garden gave Adam and Eve a choice. Without that choice to obey or disobey, Adam and Eve would have existed like robots. God created us in His image, free to make choices, and so His creation needed to choose as well. And that's why God put the tree in the garden. I have four reasons to volunteer for everybody. Can I share them of with you today? Of course you have four reasons to volunteer, <laughs> Corey. Yeah, you do. Yep. So what's the first one? Yeah. First of all, it gets your heart closer to Jesus. And I'm talking from personal experience. You know, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Where you spend your time is where your heart is. So it focuses your heart on him. You know, he tells us to love God and love others. That was his whole message here. And so it reminds us of the basics of the Bible. And I think sometimes, you know, we can just be so insulated. We, we can be so, like you said, we were saying earlier about being organized and just, you know, having your schedule just so packed and you just forget about those in need or those that there are needs out there. You know, there are children that don't know who Jesus is that you can teach them about it. Or there are people who need food that you need to go and help them or the homeless or, you know, there's many different ways that we just kind of go by them. So this to me gets your heart tender when you're volunteer, when you concentrate on volunteering. And I love that. And like I said earlier, that when we volunteered as marriage mentors, engagement mentors, that it really made me more tenderhearted toward my husband and remembering, oh, I've got to, I've got to really listen to him, stop and listen to him. Because this, you know, what Satan does, he just kind of makes us busy. He just kind of, you know, it, all good stuff, but good stuff can make us forget about the basics. So it gets your heart closer to Jesus when you volunteer. And, you know, Corey, I've heard Lisa Turker say that one of her constant prayers is, Lord, unrush me. Oh, that's and good. I love that, too. I find myself praying that a couple of times a week right now because you so want to be present. I mean, I don't think anybody that's listening wants to rush through life. We want to slow and hear from Jesus. And so I wonder if that could just be a part of our prayer right now is, yes, let's get closer to Jesus. Unrush us so that we can do and see what you want us to see, Lord. Okay, so that was number one. Right. Get your heart closer to Jesus. What's number two? Number two is a bit obvious, but I want to highlight it anyway. It's showing God's love. And I always get sticks in my mind. They will know we are Christians by our love. And love is an action, Lee. That's big in my house and my family. When my children are young, I would be, they say, oh, I love you, mommy. And I say, I love you too. And I want to show you how much I love you. And we talk about the different ways we, we would show love to each other. And the world can see that. that. That's the best way they see how we act because they have seen people say, yes, I'm a Christian, but then act uh, not so Christian-like, not showing God's love. So when we volunteer, we're automatically showing God's love. And what I really enjoy about Bible to School and other organizations is that we're non-denominational. So we have Christians from all walks of faith coming in, coming together, and loving on the children. 
and serving the children. And, you know, people pay attention to that when you do that, when you serve alongside people that you don't know or that are at other of other churches. I think that is very apparent now in our culture that people need to see us unite and you, you can unite around volunteering. So I love that, that we can show God's love that way. I love that. It's so good. So good. Okay. How about our third one? Well, this one, I love this because people don't recognize this. Number three is to be like Jesus. So Jesus came to serve. So we can't even be like Jesus unless we serve. Did you ever think of that? Nope. I mean, ministry leaders, I talk about this all the time, is their job is to create opportunities for people to serve. They think ministry leaders think it's their job to implement programs. No, I actually say no. Your job is to is to make sure that volunteers are being used, that people are spiritual gifting is being used and making it as easy as possible for them to do that because ministry is a team sport. It's not a one person running around doing everything. And and by the other other side too, volunteers need to realize, you know, they own this program or they own this class. They are part of it. And it just expands everybody's horizons to know that to brainstorm together with volunteers and ministry leaders is huge. And it absolutely creates volunteer opportunities with specific skills in mind so you can be like Jesus. So you're in your sweet spot, which brings me to number four. I'm going to go right into number four. And if you are in your specific skill set that God gifted you with, I actually am not gifted in teenagers. And that is, I mean, I, I got through my kids' teenage years and I love my kids, but it's not my thing. And, but when you're in your sweet spot, you are energized. So number four is that volunteering should energize you. And that's how you know you're energized. You're using your spiritual gift in the body of Christ. And I had this gentleman, I have to tell you, that I was working at the church at the time and He's a big Harley dude. I mean, big, rough, tough Harley dude. And I asked him, I had a shortage one week, and I asked him to step into the two-year-old room, back to the two-year-old room again, step into the two-year-old room and help with the kids. And he's like, well, I've, I haven't really done this before. Um, you know, we cleared him and everything, but uh, I haven't really done this before. And then he, his whole life, he told me my whole life changed. He told me this. He said, I had this, I had an anger problem. I was having trouble with my marriage. I sat down on the floor to play with two-year-olds and learn about Jesus. And my anger melted away. And so he stayed with his two-year-olds. He was a Boy Scout leader. And on the weekend, he would come back from Boy Scout camp just so he could be with his two-year-olds for two hours on a weekend. And on a service. And oh, I love that. That's a sweet spot. That is a energized. That's being like Jesus. That's showing God's love. That's getting your heart closer to Jesus. And it helped his marriage. So how cool is that? Doesn't even make any sense. It's kind of backwards, isn't it, Lee? It's so like Jesus, actually. <laughs> it's so like Jesus. Corey, of course, people are wondering, like, the different places that they could volunteer. But we've already talked about some of them in Bible to School. Mm -hmm. We've already talked a little bit about this, but there are all kinds of ways to volunteer at Bible to School. Give us some examples. Yeah, well, of course, teaching. If you love to teach kids, the teaching part of it is always open, and we give you all that you need for that. And then the small group leader. A small group leader has a group of six kids that fit around a table, 
and they ask questions and they just kind of pull out. And that is a key, key thing after the large group to sit with the kids and and just ask them, how, how, how are things going? And what do you think about that? And just have those conversations. That's a skill set there. And the craft team, like you said, cutting out, we actually have nursing homes. We have nursing homes that are our craft teams. So the cra- they can do that. And they love once a month sitting around and doing all our crafts for us. And so if you're in a nursing home and you're listening to this, or you have a grandmother or a mom that's in a nursing home, get them involved in Bible to school because that is really something fun they can do. And you can be involved in one-time events and just be available. We have one gentleman who loves to help me behind the scenes in our fundraising events. He gets my microphone. He like the night of the event, he is my right hand man, and I and he does it every year. He's a busy bu- businessman all year long, but once a year he comes in, and that's huge, and he gets a big charge of that. So there's a lot of different ways that you can volunteer, but mostly we love to get you in your sweet spot. So come to us, tell us in these programs if it's if you have it in your in your school, tell us what you like to do, and we can make it work and figure it out. We have people who do thank you notes and write thank you notes for us. So it's all fun stuff that you can do. Yeah, that's great. So is there a typical day in the life of a volunteer at Bible to School? Yes. For a small group leader, it's two hours a week, once a week. And you come in and to the offsite location, which is a church or something like that, you come in and you help set up the room. We're get ready half for half an hour, get ready for the kids, you and your team. Ministry is a team sport. And then you you pray. You sit and you pray, you go over the lesson and you pray for the children. Then you go get the children and you bring them back to from the school and you bring them off site back to the location, the host site. And then you sit at the table and that small group leader, like I said, is is with them, helping them with their lunch. The large group leader, the teacher is teaching while they're eating for 20 minutes. And then 15 minutes, you're talking with the kids and unpacking the lesson with them, doing some interactive things. And then you hit worship for 10 minutes at the end. And then you walk them right back. And then you clean up. It's really a wham bam. And it's it's very, very impactful. Two hours of your week. That's it. So I know the answer to the next question. But Corey Pennypacker, is there training involved? Oh, yes. We love to have (laughs) trained volunteers and they love to be trained. So, yes, we have them shadow another volunteer or in the beginning of the year, we have a big training the week before and we do an actual walkthrough of the program. So you know exactly what you're doing. You know all the safety precautions that we have. You know what, what the lessons are like. It's very, very one thing we get with all our entire program. It's, it's, everyone says this, it's very easy to volunteer. We make it easy to volunteer. So we get you everything you need and we are, you are absolutely trained. We want to do our best together for the kids. I love that. We don't throw anyone into the deep end. The desire at Bible school is everybody feels successful and purposeful at the end of the day too. Yes. And we have, this is a sign of a, a really good program. And you can see this in other, if you're looking for an organization where it's caused to volunteer in, if, if it's not Bible to school, look for how the other, talk to the other volunteers. What's their experience? And do they come back every year? And so we have over 60% of our volunteers, 70% of our volunteers come back every year. And that tells you something about the volunteer experience. So I would encourage people 
to do that and really research before they get involved in an organization and a cause. I love that so much. So, Corey, if there are people that are on the fence right now who are listening, who have thought about volunteering for Bible to School, what would you say to them? I would say go try it out. Go test drive. We actually, part of the process is that you go and you observe a class and you test drive it and you see what is involved and what it's like. And it's less scary that way. And we've had some people say, go test drive. And they say, oh, this is not for me, that I can't be in the classroom. But then we plug them in. Like I said, that whole body of Christ thing, everybody has their place. We plug them in someplace else. And they, again, they're energized. They become more like Jesus. They get to show God's love and they get to be closer to God themselves. So it's a win-win. I love that. Corey, we wrap up every session with prayer. And I'm wondering if you'll pray for the friends that are listening that want to volunteer. I mean, I know that after this very convincing conversation, (laughs) everybody is going to go volunteer somewhere, right? Right. Well, you got to pray about it first. So let's start with that. Start praying to start, get everybody started off by a prayer. But yeah, it's something that make room for this in your life because you're going to get more out of it than the people you serve. So Mm. let's go ahead and give this to God. Lord, you know that our lives are busy. Lord, you know that we have lots of responsibilities and people counting on us. But Lord, thank you for slowing us down just today, just right now in this podcast, just thinking about, well, Lord, where can I serve and be like you? Lord, where is there a need? And where is my gifting that I can fill in that need and actually be energized and show your love and, and be more like you? Lord, a lot of people, like, we get depressed or we get frustrated or we see that life is difficult. But Lord, man, you fill our cup. You fill us up when we give to other people. Lord, I just pray that anyone out there who's thinking about volunteering anywhere, Lord, that they would you would give them wisdom, give them discernment, and give them intentionality to make space in their schedule for this, Lord, so that they can be blessed and they can bless others. Lord, we love you and we thank you for all our volunteers and all the volunteers that are listening. Lord, thank them for what they're doing and how they're totally impacting the lives of others just like you. Lord, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. What a fun episode. And what a gift that Jesus invites us to partner with him and others to fulfill this mission of telling the world about him. We're so glad you were here with us today, friends. Be sure to share this podcast with a friend who needs to hear it today. I can already think of someone I know who will love knowing that her gifts can be used by a Bible to School program and for the kingdom of God. We're so glad you're here. Be sure you're subscribed so you won't miss next week. You won't want to miss it. See you next week. And remember, you can tell the children about the good news of Jesus.